Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Let's start this episode with some financing tips from our go-to mortgage broker, Streetwise Mortgages. Over to you, Dahlia. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. And in the next set of episodes, starting with today's, I will share with you how to align financing with your chosen investment strategy. When it comes to mortgages for real estate investors, it is important to obtain the right mortgage product given your plan for the property. Today, I will go over financing for new construction properties. If you plan to invest in a new construction condo or a freehold and you're buying it directly from the builder, you typically wait for several years until that property is ready. Although you may get pre-approved through a mortgage broker or your bank at the time you sign the contract with the builder, that approval is not considered firm. Fast forward a few years later, if your income changes or for any reason you no longer qualify, that approval becomes null and void. To mitigate the risk of this happening, I invite clients to speak with the lender at the builder's site for their approval and to also ensure that the lender has waived all conditions so that this approval becomes firm. There are also a few lenders on the street that would do the same. This will give you the peace of mind that you got an actual approval lined up regardless of what happens between the time you sign the contract and the time of closing. Having a firm approval does not mean that the rate is locked though. You will have the option to lock the rate within 90 days leading to closing based on the prevailing interest rates at the time. Another consideration on a new construction property is that the property may be worth more at the time of closing compared to what you've purchased it for. Many investors want to tap into that equity. One thing to remember is that the lenders always lend based on the lower of the appraised value and the purchase price. So on a new construction, they will go by the purchase price even if the property appraises for more at the time of closing. You cannot turn around a day later and refinance the property to tap into that equity. But here is what you need to watch for and keep in mind to set yourself up so that you can access this equity at a later point. Firstly, I suggest that you take a variable rate mortgage going into the deal because in order to tap into this equity in less than a year, you often have to switch lenders. The lender who originally financed the deal for you would not consider an equity takeout so soon after. Often they want to see at least a year before tapping into that equity. Some lenders may make exceptions and allow it in six months, but to keep your options open, I recommend taking a variable rate so that you can switch lenders if you want to tap into that equity sooner. If you recently closed on a new construction property that was valued at a higher amount than what you purchased it for, and you're looking to explore your options to tap into that equity effectively, contact our team at info at streetwisemortgages.com. 
Cheers to your success. Hello, everyone. So welcome to Wine and Real Estate. And today I am drinking an exciting wine. I've never had it before. Uh, it's called the Bread and Butter. So it's a Cabernet Sauvignon from uh, California. And I have an awesome guest today. So Adrian joining me from the beautiful GTA. I've heard Adrian's story before, but I really liked it and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, you're a retired police officer and you look quite young for retired. So I'd love yeah. to find out more, Adrian, about your story and how you came about quitting, I guess, your job, a really good job and reinventing yourself in, uh, in real estate. So welcome. Yeah, thanks, Francois, for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I know uh, I say I've retired, but let's qualify that. I retired from the police department. That's it. I probably, <laughs> I probably work more now than I did while I was a police officer. Um, now that, you know, the life of an entrepreneur and uh, full-time real estate investor, you can work 24-7 if you like. But yeah, I left... Um, I retired from the police department in 2017 after completing 21 years um, wow. working in the GTA as a police officer. I, I started pretty young. I got on when I got on when I was 23 years old. Okay, um, just right out of school and got hired with the police. And uh, yeah, I put in 21 21 long years uh, <laughs> of uh, you know dealing with that. It was a job that I loved. I really loved being a police officer. I always wanted to be a police officer. Um, so it was an achievement for me, but ultimately I grew uh, into the real estate space and I started to, you know, in buy investment properties. And my choices in real estate enabled me to leave a really secure job with yeah. pension benefits, all that stuff. Um, so my choices in real estate gave me that, that freedom to move on uh, to be a full-time investor. And I've never looked back since. And I'm so happy I did it. And as intimidating as it was, because everybody that has that secure, every two weeks you get a paycheck no matter what, it's hard mentally to to get over that. And, and once I did, I'm glad I made the move and I've never looked back. Um, and, uh, you know, now we're sitting at, you know, owning a bunch of companies. I, I think our portfolio now is just about 350 doors wow. that I own in, in JV partnership, um, which is about 68 multifamily properties that, that I now own in 10 years. It's been since I bought my first one. So yeah, quite, uh, quite, a, quite a roller coaster to say the least. In the, in the 10 years I've been investing in real estate and obviously I've learned so much and I'm happy I did it. It completely 100% changed my life. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, wow, from a, like a regular, well, police officer is not really a regular job, but, but anyway, yeah, you had yeah. a routine after 20 years, 21 years, you get to know what you're doing and then you're kind of jumping off a cliff into something different. How did you prepare for this retirement from uh, like um, a secure job. I, I have a lot of people asking me, I have a great government job. I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a police officer. I actually know a few of them yeah, yeah. that are ready to make the move, but they're scared. So how did you prepare to do that? Yeah, good question. So we, I guess, first of all, you know this, 
as well as probably a lot of listeners, but mindset is everything. And um, you have to, you have to train your mind to, um, you could never be a hundred percent ready, right? No, no matter what happens, you'll always have that. What if, what if, what if, but I think the first step I did was obviously, um, I made, a, I set a goal for myself thinking that, okay, my goal was 2017 and that was the year I was going to retire. And ironically, um, that was my badge number as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I didn't get to pick my badge number when I got hired. It was assigned to you. Wow. So that's pretty freaky, but nevertheless, um, set your, set a goal for yourself, you know, and don't be afraid to set a goal that, um, you know, others may laugh at. Set yeah, they might say, oh, this is unachievable and doesn't make sense. And... Right. So I set that goal and I worked towards it. Obviously, you got to run your numbers financially. You know, can we financially afford, you know, for example, me and my family, can we afford for me not to have, you know, I want to say I was making with overtime and everything about 130, 140,000 a year. That's a good salary. That's a pretty, you're not going to get rich off of it. But, you know, it definitely gives you a decent lifestyle. Anyway, Absolutely. so, yeah, uh, plus pension and benefits and all the accolades and whatnot. But, you know, running the numbers, it was like, okay, financially in 2017, yeah, it forecasting that we'll financially be sound just from living off cash flow. So I ran my numbers with all our properties. Can, do we generate enough cash flow to support our lifestyle if i leave the police department and obviously running numbers and whatnot it was obvious that we could and then that mental barrier of um mindset and can i do this will i be okay you know because there's no turning back once, nope. once, you, once you go right so uh and then um having the mindset of expansion what do I want to do? Do I want to do this? And why do I want to do it? So after I made all those decisions and everything pointed still in that right direction of mindset, expansion, um, financial freedom, and time freedom, I really wanted that too. I wanted... That's a big wanted, one. Yeah. I wanted Choosing that. What you do. Exactly. I wanted that time freedom to, to live life on my terms, right? I wanted yeah. to be able to do what I, even though I probably work more now than I did before, but I make my hours. I make, I schedule my day. I'm not, I'm not confined to, Hey, I got to work night shift tonight. Oh, I got yeah. court in the morning. Oh, I, tomorrow I'm on day shift. Oh my God. I haven't had any sleep. I, I make my own schedule. And if I don't want to work today, I'm not going to work today. If I don't want to, you know what I mean? So I love it. <laughs> I've never looked back. I highly recommend it. I mean, like I said, when I started this podcast, real estate changed my life and real estate can give you that freedom, whether it's time, freedom, financial freedom, I'm living proof. That's amazing. And you mentioned several companies. So can you give us an overview of what are your companies? I'm sure there's some real estate there. And yeah. as well, what are your goals for the future for those businesses? And how do you manage all that and, and stay sane as well? That's, that's a lot of doors. <laughs> yeah. So we have an in-house property management company. Perfect. That, uh, you know, I guess 
the easiest way to describe it is my mindset was I wanted to create Costco. I wanted okay. Costco that's on your own. Like you no. have to leverage, <laughs> you know? So yeah, um, Costco, everything under one roof, right? From obviously I'm now also a licensed realtor. So I can go check properties out. I can pick good properties. Um, in-house construction. So we have our in-house construction company that we do a lot of burrs uh, at a very high level. So having in-house construction at our fingertips definitely helps our projects. And we also have in-house property management. Obviously, once the properties are tenanted, property management takes over because, excuse me, most of our, myself and most of our partners, they don't want, their lifestyles are too busy to have to deal with, you know, the property management side of things. Yeah, so we offer really. that now in-house where, hey, you never, you know, it's completely a hassle-free, hands-free real estate experience. You're not doing that's anything. Um, so that's what uh, we wanted to create a, a group of companies to facilitate right from the purchase all the way to the end of the rainbow. It's all under one roof. That's amazing. So if so, you find people that partner, I guess, busy professionals that partner with you and your companies and it's turnkey. You just put in the money, the credit and enjoy, enjoy your wine, enjoy your, your lifestyle. And that sounds amazing. Yeah. So how a big question I have is cash flow. You mentioned that earlier in 2022. How can you find cash flow, especially I think you're investing mostly in the GTA is that even possible? That's a question a lot of people ask. Yeah, it's, it, it, we do a lot of our investments um, in the city of Hamilton. And I can tell you, you know, being an avid investor still to this day, we're still buying stuff um, in partnership. Um, we can still make the numbers work in Hamilton for cash flow all day long. Wow. Even in, even in this market, we can still you know, bare minimum, bare minimum, a thousand dollars a month, um, on our properties that are, um, that are cash flowing. Well, all that sounds amazing. <laughs> so you buy a larger multifamily or what anywhere, kind of, well, we're buying, so a thousand dollars a month minimum, that's either a tri or a quad. So okay. either triplex or fourplex, our tries and fourplexes are generating all day long, a thousand dollars a month positive cash flow at the end of the day. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, being in this space now for almost 11 years. Um, I know numbers and I know comparables and I know market rents and I know cash flow. And, um, you know, overall, if you're, if you're confident and comfortable in running your numbers, um, if you're not get help. I mean, there's yeah, so it. many people out there that can help you right from, you know, coaches to mentors to, you know, other professionals that can help you. Um, but if you know what you're doing and you run the numbers, I'm living proof. You can cash flow in Hamilton all day long, even in this day and age. That's amazing. And buying in Ontario, there's a lot of advantages. So I talk a lot about investing abroad and different things that's all fun and great cash flow but in canada mortgages and lenders have all kinds of perks as well like readvanceable mortgages lines of credit 
especially if you're doing JVs on these smaller units, I'm, I assume you're not finding, financing them commercially. Is it more of a residential? So yeah, so there's tons of perks, big advantages uh, for the future and currently. So I, I guess you buy them a bit distressed and you fix them up. Hence your uh, construction team for the burr strategy and, and yes. the cash flow as well. Yeah. And I know Hamilton has seen a, a major shift. I used to live there in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's a very different city now than it was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. No, it's um, it's uh, the rejuvenation of that city that, that I've seen. So I've been buying there for the past almost 11 years. And what I've seen in, in 11 years, it like it's, I was buying stuff 11 years ago, um, turnkey three unit triplexes for about 310,000. Turnkey, <laughs> renovated. All you need to do is find your tenants. Ten years later, you can't buy it distressed. Yeah, that price no. for for less than seven hundred. Wow, <laughs> distressed, and now you still got to renovate all that property, right? So it's more than doubled, more than doubled in ten years, as far as you know, passive appreciation and whatnot. So. No, it's a great place to invest. We got great tenants. We have young professionals, great tenant profiles, um, good job, good credit, good work. Um, no, it's 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 great. Now the infrastructure is quite good. I mean, you're very close. You've got the the go train, go buses. You got the highways uh, or parking lots, depending on the day or time of day. But I mean, there's lots going on in Hamilton with the university and the hospitals and. Right. So where are the hot spots now in Hamilton? Like I remember when I lived there, you would kind of avoid downtown, but I've seen a lot happen downtown or East Hamilton was quite scary. Um, I stayed in the Duran neighborhood, so it was nice, like the older homes and things. Yeah, Duran is a very well-to-do uh, little, little section there. Um, the downtown core, like out of our 350 units, I want to say 330 are all in that downtown core. Wow. And right from Durand all the way to the east end, like Kenilworth. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that used to be uh, like half abandoned and no, wow. it's all it's completely <laughs> rejuvenated. Um, you know, even we'll go as far as north as uh Cannon Street to the north. Oh wow. And then obviously Main Street to the south. But that geographical square, um, I've I've personally and I a lot of this information I'm saying is just from my personal experience. Um, I've had great success in, in that area. So in those areas, yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible what I've seen in 10 years, really. And what's attracting tenants? Cause you mentioned young professionals. I, I remember it as a very industrial city, but I think there's lots of high tech. Like what's going on in Hamilton or is everybody commuting or? A lot of people, a lot of them are commuting um, because the cost of living is so much less there than yeah. downtown Toronto. I mean, our two bedrooms are typically say 1650 to 1750. Oh, um, wow. It's like cheaper than Ottawa, really. Yeah. Plus hydro. Toronto, you know, you're going to get 2400 for a shoebox, you yeah. know, essentially. So they're commuting uh, by go train and whatnot. We're also attracting a lot of professionals that have 
come to Hamilton for work, you know, in the health, in the health um, sciences industry, where, you know, a lot of our tenants are nurses that just got their first full-time job. They got great credit or, or, you know, doctors doing their internship and stuff like that. We're attracting a lot of those um, tenants as well. And a lot of our units, I mean, like I've always said to novice investors, if you're providing a good product and a nice apartment, you know, and a lot of our stuff is new, you know, it's, it's still under three years old, four years old, most of our stuff too. But if you're giving them something that's decent and nice and somewhat new or modern, we can, we can attract great people with great rents. Yeah. Uh, they will, these young professionals will pay, but you have to, you have to give them something to pay at, pay for, you know, essentially. So no, we got great people there. That's great. And so the renovations then you put in granite or how, how far do you go? Like what can we you describe? Probably go a little overboard. Um, and again, yeah. just for the sake of, a you know, doing everything we can to bring in that triple A tenant. But yeah, we'll um, granite countertops, stainless steel, the nice new vinyl flooring, um, feature walls, pot lights, um, you know, um, beautiful vanities in the bathrooms. Again, one just maybe, I mean, it's not like a custom home, but no. it's maybe one step up from the basic, basic. Yeah, it's more exec, almost executive rentals, maybe not quite, yeah. but almost. Yeah, that's a great strategy. And that's how you're able to still cash flow uh, just outside of Toronto, which seems crazy to a lot of people. There's no way, but you are attracting those higher end tenants with higher end finishes and budgets. And I guess you're able to also keep your budget tight because you have your own team. So, and with that yeah. many doors, I'm sure you get discounts on materials and you have your kind of go-to flooring. You order like 100,000 square feet of this and kind of yeah, save we do, things. We do do all of that as well. Just to, again, our goal is to um, just offer that experience to the partner, right? Where it's peace of mind. Yeah. You know, uh, everything's in house. You're not dealing with, three different people or four different people you're dealing with us and and uh our team period i love it especially the property management that can really make or break you in my experience yes i've had a lot of bad experiences with property management unfortunately it's it's a tough thing to find so having your own team is yeah it's very smart they're taking it. care of just our stuff right so like our stuff and joint venture partner stuff so it's, uh, again, you know, it's our properties that we're yeah. looking after. So get, they get that added, a um, little bit of an added uh, touch, if you will, that, you know, we're looking after our stuff nicely. No, that's amazing. Uh, so what's, what's next? We're in fairly early. Well, the first quarter of 2022 is almost over at the time of this recording. What have you planned for the rest of the year with your, your time? Do you have exciting stuff going on or? We're looking at, um, so we've historically always done the, the tries and the quads and the duplexes and stuff like that. And we're still continuing to do that. Um, but we're really, really aggressively getting into the apartment building space. Okay. Larger, um, yeah. larger acquisitions with, um, more, uh, I guess more promise and, um, long-term. Again, long-term stuff. So we're looking at um, 
definitely expanding into that space. Um, last year we did four apartment buildings. This year we're looking to do 10. Okay. So we've already done two this year. Um, and we're looking to add at least another eight more larger por- buildings to our portfolio and aggressively continuing to join venture at a very high level. Um, we're looking to do at least 40 to 43 joint venture partnerships this year. Wow. And that's quite a bit. I mean, cause every, as you know, every partnership ends up in a, um, in a, in a project and that project yeah. needs supervision. So we've really, really expanded our team, um, you know, right from, uh, the property management team, the construction team, we have, you know, uh, full-time project managers, uh, full-time employees, um, you name it, we've really expanded and leveraged um, our help so we can accommodate and still deliver this great service. That's amazing. So I guess, how do you find your joint venture partners? Is it people that come to you or do you guys kind of have outreach or what's what's the strategy there? A lot of it is um, referrals, okay. um, you know, and it's such a rewarding experience. Yeah. You know, if, I, <laughs> if I joint venture with, this this one person and obviously we have a great experience and uh we we you know we ultimately have an incredible return on their money because we we we're probably batting around 90 percent to 95 percent roi uh with our with our burrs getting all the money out um so realistically the first thing those people do when they have that experience with us is they tell their friends, their family, their brothers, yeah. their sisters, their work colleagues. And, you know, we'll get a lot of referral leads like that, where it's like, hey, you just did a project with, you know, my my brother. And I've been watching on the sidelines, but hey, it turned out well. And yes, we're ready to go. You know, perfect. We'd like to, we'd like to partner with you guys as well. A lot of it, a lot of it's coming from that. We do do some marketing as well for our company and, and whatnot, but most of it's word of mouth and referrals. That's amazing. And that's the best way to do it. Uh, yeah. And you're, they're pre-sold as well. When you meet with these potential partners, they can already quote certain things. They've heard their, their brother or whatever, whoever you were working with, I guess they can quote all that. So that that's amazing. Yeah. Are you people, are you also accepting people just from the public reaching out and saying, Hey, if it's a I'd good fit, you. like we're looking for long-term partnerships. Um, we're not a company that likes to buy and flip. Not that, you know, if that's your, yeah. thing, that's your thing, but we're more of a long-term wealth, generational wealth, um, company. So obviously, yeah, we're open to the public reaching out to us as well and, and potentially navigating that. Um, we would typically just start with an opening call and then, you know, from there we take it to an in-person meeting and grab a coffee and, you know, chat about our goals. And if our goals are aligned and, you know, it looks like it'd be a good fit. Um, yeah, we definitely entertain it. No, oh, that's amazing. So Adrian, uh, do you have some final word of advice you'd like to share with my audience? If people are considering joint ventures or or quitting their job or yeah, <laughs> what so are my, your recommendations there? If I leave you with anything at all, I, I leave a lot of, you know, I'd like to leave with this and basically saying, um, if you've ever thought any listeners out there, if you've ever, whether you're novice or not, if you've ever thought about investing in real estate, 
and you've been on the fence and you've been wondering, should I, shouldn't I, I'm here to tell you, you should hundred percent. Um, it's in my opinion, one of the safest avenues to put your money, because at the end of the day, even if the market takes a correction, you still have the asset you're yeah. buying bricks and mortar. It's not going anywhere. So like I say, if you're into it for a long-term play, long-term wealth, ride the wave, right? Real estate goes up, comes down, ride the wave. You're not going to, at the end of the day, long-term, you're still going to win. So take action, pull the trigger, do it and don't look back. And I'm living proof of that because, you know, if I never pulled the trigger 10 years ago, I would still probably be working night shifts. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love my job, but it's um, tough, but it's, it's different. It's different, yeah. right? I wouldn't be living life where I am now and, and whatnot. So if I leave you with anything, take action, have an expansion, an abundance mindset, take action, surround yourself with great people, surround yourself with professionals that have been there and done it. They can save you time. They can save you money. They can save you a lot of stress. You know, everybody thinks it's not brain science, but obviously experience does go a long way. So if you're interested in, in that, I would recommend reach out to us, you, whoever is in your corner that you feel, you know, comfortable with working with, and um, they can definitely help you. But barring anything else, take action. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I like just circling back to the very beginning, you mentioned something about taking action without maybe knowing 100% all of the facts, like being certain. Yes, you do need to plan and everything, but you don't need to know everything perfect, like 100% this is going to happen. Right. Like you said, you just wait it out and, and things, um, things get better with time, just like wine. So yeah. <laughs> you have to ride the wave and be patient, but be quick as well. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword there, but that's amazing. So Adrian, if someone wants to reach out to you or your team, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, for sure. Simplest way. Well, first of all, we're all over social media. If you put in my name, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all those spaces, we're all, we're all over that. Um, Shoot me an email, um, Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, at investwithepc.com. And um, we also have our own website, www.investwithepc.com. Definitely searchable. Reach out, send me an email. Love to help, chat, if I can give you any advice. I mean, I was there where you potentially are today. And I navigated a lot. There's probably no experience out there in the real estate world that I haven't been able yeah. to, or I haven't seen essentially. So yeah, that's it. Excellent. Especially with that many doors in Hamilton, I'm sure you've seen some interesting things. I definitely have. <laughs> I definitely have. For Time sure. for another conversation in a few uh, months or a year or something. We'll have to catch up and yeah. maybe talk about horror stories and things. I love hearing about those, <laughs> especially when I'm not involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So thank one you very much for you. I'm sorry. Are you gonna fin I said one question for you. Are you going to yeah. finish that bottle of wine at dinner tonight or now? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be dinner. I think I just wanted to have a sip there and give it a try. So looks like a, a great wine so far. I'm very happy with the bread and butter, just like real estate. It's your bread and butter of investing. Bread and butter. Awesome.
Thank you. Right. And thank you everyone for listening. And that's it till the next time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Yes. And please make sure to give us a rating, five stars mm -hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah. Chin chin. Thank you.